sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to a Monday, live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. A new week begins right here, right now, all around the SportsGrid network, Sirius XM, channel 159. That's the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM and SportsGrid.com slash watch for whatever destination you need to consume everything live right here on SportsGrid. Get smarter on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here to start off a new week. A ton to break down on on this Monday edition of the morning after over these next two hours we bring you up until 11 a.m. Eastern time the opening weekend of the opening round of the NBA playoffs game number ones all across the slate a quadruple header both on Saturday and Sunday we recap and review it all our main takeaways from the game number one of the NBA playoffs we'll go around Major League Baseball as well the NHL playoffs the road to a Stanley Cup begins tonight as well all of that and more over these next two hours on a Monday live right here on the morning after there were a ton of upsets yesterday around the association as well the underdogs performing in a big way three of them not just covering a number but winning outright and that included Rui Hachimura Austin Reeves and I guess LeBron and AD and the entire Los Angeles Lakers team going into Memphis and winning outright by 16 points, 128-112, outright as a four-point underdog. The 24th victory this year for the Lakers as an underdog, by the way. The second most now in the entirety of the NBA, only behind the Orlando Magic, who ended their year with 26 victories as an underdog. They only had 34 wins as a team, 26 of them coming as a dog a huge huge day for not necessarily reserves although Rui Hachimura did come off the bench but guys that you maybe would not expect leading the charge for the Lake Show Austin Reeves and again Rui Hachimura Austin Reeves undrafted out of Oklahoma from his collegiate days but has been a Laker all his career Rui Hachimura acquired from Washington prior to the NBA trade deadline 29 points to pace LA yesterday 11 of 14 from the floor it ties a Lakers franchise record for the most points scored off the bench by any player Austin Reeves does it as well 23 points three of five from deep in his playoff debut in a game that featured John Morant LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the same floor Austin Reeves was yelling I'm him running back to play some defense after converting on a made bucket. A huge day for Reeves, who has scored 20 or more points in four of the last six overall for Los Angeles. Anthony Davis was sensational, a plus-minus higher than 20, 22 points, 12 boards, and LeBron James, 21 points as well. On the other side, yesterday was a day of upsets in the NBA playoffs, but also a day of injuries. About six minutes remaining in regulation in that fourth and final quarter. John Morant drives the lane, goes up. His legs are cut out by Anthony Davis as he tries to draw a charge. John Morant comes down, tries to brace his fall, lands awkwardly on his right hand, 
And there is some concern for John Morant the rest of this series for the Memphis Grizzlies. As he said after the game in his post-game press conference where his spirits did not look all that high, it was a struggle for him to even unball a pair of socks utilizing that right hand. We will continue to provide updates on John Morant's status the rest of this Western Conference opening round playoff series. A welcome quickly, though, to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Sirius XM, Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Seethi. So as we dive through the NBA postseason in the opening weekend, a couple of game ones to break down from yesterday. As it stands for the Lakers and Grizzlies series, that 2-7 matchup in the West, because LA goes on the road and pulls off an upset, we have a new favored side. The Lakers to win this series outright, minus 250 now on the FanDuel Sportsbook because of the game one victory and maybe some concern around the injury status of John Morant. The Lakers entered as a plus 120 underdog. Memphis minus 142 to win this series outright. It was the shortest distinction in the entirety of this NBA playoffs. One of the larger prices in favor of a team out in the Western Conference was the team that entered the playoffs as the favored side to win the Western Conference Championship, the Phoenix Suns. And there was an update yesterday for health of the Los Angeles Clippers. L.A. probably without Paul George for the entirety of this opening round series. It did not deter Kawhi Leonard or L.A. yesterday. On the road in Phoenix, the Clippers went outright by five. 115-110, winning outright as a seven-and-a-half point underdog phoenix this year as a favorite 29 21 and one against the spread a cover percentage around 58 percent that was fourth best in the nba and with kevin durant as a member of the phoenix suns and in the lineup the suns entered yesterday a perfect eight and oh six and two against the spread the favorite side in all of them not the case yesterday as Kawhi Leonard put on a postseason performance for the ages in game number one 38 points to lead all scores and he needs to carry the lion's share of the production without Paul George Kevin Durant on the other side efficient as always 27 points nine rebounds also finished with double digit assists but in a losing effort for the Phoenix Suns yesterday so the Clippers have a one nothing series lead will continue to go all around the Western Conference up next live right here on a Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid. come back and join us sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The opening weekend of the first round of the NBA playoffs. In yesterday on a Sunday, up and down the NBA slate, the stories were underdogs winning outright and injuries to some big-name players around the association. Welcome back to the morning after, live right here on this Monday on SportsGrid. The NBA's best team, really, all season long, the Milwaukee Bucks. They enter the postseason with the best mark, in the NBA, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, nearly a double-digit favorite at home yesterday against the Miami Heat in the 1-8 matchup in the Eastern Conference. 
But very early on in that basketball game, the tides turned for Milwaukee, painting a rather dismal picture for the rest of this playoffs. We'll see exactly what the case is moving forward. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, unable to continue in the opening half yesterday, suffering a lower back contusion. Here's the head coach in Milwaukee, Mike Budenholzer, with an update after the game. Um, he has a back contusion. Um, there was x-ray that was clear here. So we'll monitor him, see how he does, um, you know, see how he wakes up, how he feels the rest of tonight and tomorrow. Uh, yeah, you know, we have to wait and see, um, you know, what the doctors say, you know, most importantly, what Giannis says. Um, you know, certainly we've been blessed with him being uh, incredibly resilient and quick to heal. But, um you know, you just got to take it day by day and uh, see how he's doing and see how he feels. So the Heat pull off a stunner yesterday inside Pfizer Forum. They win 131-17. We'll get to a further recap of that game in the entirety of the Eastern Conference playoffs in just a few minutes. But live right here on this Monday on the morning after, our armchair basketball point guard, Donnie Wrightside, joins us live right here on this Monday on TMA. DRS, as you well saw yesterday, Sunday was a story of upsets around the association and underdogs winning outright those were really the main two narratives of the playoffs in the NBA yesterday yes and also by the way Boonholz of that clip here you know what I took away from that Ben how about this it's like we'll listen to the doctors but we're really we're going to pay attention to what Giannis tells us so if he has a fractured back and Giannis wants to play Giannis will play that's what I got Ben how about that Giannis driving the lane early in that first quarter against Kevin Love for Miami goes down hard on his back. Only 11 minutes registered yesterday, recording just six points. On the other side for Miami, Tyler Hero, a broken right hand as well. We'll update his status when we have that available. But let's focus on the Western Conference, DRS. The Bucks, the one seed out east. The Nuggets, the one seed out west. And Relatively easy work at altitude late night last night for Denver. Nearly a 30-point victory, 109-80 against Minnesota. Easily covering DRS as an eight-point favorite. So, as things stand, for the Nuggets and Minnesota DRS, what was your main takeaway? Did the Timberwolves look at all like they could make this a competitive series? Yeah, my main takeaway is anybody even have the chance to watch it because it basically started at, what, 1040 tip time. But if you are able to watch it or even just watch the highlights, this is what the Nuggets are. And here's, Ben, you enter into the playoffs. Have we seen in the past a number one seed be so disrespected as we feel the Nuggets were? And also, what do we always talk about? It's how well the Nuggets play at home. And they are the top seed, which means all they have to do is win their home games and they'll wind up in the NBA Finals regardless of playing any road games. That's sensational here. So it shouldn't be a surprise that they won by 29 points last night against an eight-seed Timberwolves who had to play a few games in the play-ins and maybe were a little bit tired. And oh, yeah, did I mention the Nuggets at home in elevation? That's a perfect remedy for your home team going up against a team that's been on the road and has played already clutch games this previous week that didn't surprise me all the nuggets won going away ben to be honest 34 and 7 drs that home mark for the denver nuggets mm-hmm. throughout the regular season second yeah. best in the nba only behind the memphis grizzlies now 26 15 and 1 against the number as a home team as well the second best cover percentage in the association only behind golden state and drs they win by nearly 30 points last night 
without the two-time reigning MVP really doing all that much. Nikola Jokic, 13 points, 14 rebounds, only six assists. Did not really come close to a triple-double. Now only two triple-doubles DRS in the last 10 games for Denver. Jamal Murray leading all scorers in the game last night with 24 points. So the Nugs, as DRS mentioned, a heavy favorite to win this series outright, minus 900. Let's go around the association, though, DRS, as we dive through what we will see in the NBA playoffs. Because going back to Saturday night, it was probably the best game of this opening weekend of the postseason. In Sacramento, for the first time in 17 years, the Kings in a playoff series, the Kings pick up a home playoff victory. Light that purple beam high up into the sky, DRS, 126 123 Sacramento closed as a very slight favorite on that money line and in their first playoff game DRS since 2006 they get the victory this was a sensational contest in the final eight minutes and 45 seconds of regulation it was never more than a one possession game outside of that mark Donnie and we saw a postseason thriller to start off this NBA playoffs Fantastic. The crowd was ready to go, as you said, close to 20 years from being in the playoffs. They were ready to let it rip. But also, you know what I liked about the Kings? Down at the half, and were able to come back and win this basketball game. And also, yeah. when I just talked about the Nuggets, Ben, being disrespected, same thing with the Kings here. And this is the question that we've had all season long. You see the Warriors, an 11-30 and 30 road record during the regular season. Let's remember, the last couple games that they actually won on the road were against tanking and teams that were just benching players outright. So theoretically, they really probably only won under 10 games on the road all season long. Now they're supposed to step in the playoffs, flip the switch here against a Kings team. This isn't your Kings team from three years ago where they're just bottom feeders looking to get lottery lottery tickets. This team is tremendous. I love the fact that they won, but still, Ben, heading into tonight's game, not getting any respect here as they were an underdog again, as if the Warriors are just supposed to walk over playoff teams on the road when they haven't beat regular teams during the regular season. Love what the Kings did. Look forward to the Kings winning this series, Ben. 11 playoff or excuse me 11 road wins this year for golden state Mm -hmm. 31 now road losses and drs there is talent for sacramento it's not a rough and tumble group that stumbled their way into the three seed in the western conference De'Aaron fox 38 points in the opener against golden state 29 of them drs in that second half to lead the comeback that was the second most ever in a playoff debut for any individual player in the history of the nba and steph was good on the other side 30 points clay had 21 andrew wiggins and jordan Poole, 17 points each off the bench it's not like golden state played a bad game and Sacramento took advantage. It was a great basketball contest on both sides and it results DRS in the Kings having a one nothing series lead. Do you feel differently DRS about this series after Saturday night than you did entering the playoffs? No, because I actually thought the Sacramento, I'm not going to say the Sacramento Kings, Ben, are a better overall team. I said, Donna, what does that mean? You picked them to win the series. I just look at it and say to myself, you've seen it before in sports. If you haven't produced mm-hmm. for the last six months on the road, what gives you the knowledge where, oh, yeah, once the playoff starts, we're just going to roll really good basketball teams in their own building and also to compound it. You take a look at the Kings. Home court advantage means something, not because you sleep in your own mm-hmm. bed and you know the sight lines and how to get to the arena, right, Ben? It's that energy from the crowd 
crowd that wills you to a victory. And also, this wasn't a game where, oh, well, the Kings were per perfect and the Warriors didn't play well. Like, no, the Kings had to take the Warriors' punches and roll with it and still won. I'm not changing my philosophy here. I think the Kings win this series. The Kings handle business on Saturday night as a slight home favorite. And yet, despite that one nothing series lead DRS, Sacramento booked as the underdog for game number two on this Monday night. Donnie, why? I don't know, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's just that we say, yeah. we saw the Warriors win so many championships, eventually they'll get it right. But again, they didn't go 500 on the road this year. They were abysmal, one of the worst in the NBA. And you're not just going to flip that switch here, Ben. You're not. Sacramento has won 13 times outright as an underdog this season. Now we'll focus on the Eastern Conference side of things. Up next on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. morning out live right here on this monday on sports grid and sirius xm channel 159 he is donnie Wrightside here for a second consecutive segment i am ben stevens drs before you came onto the show we showed you the update from milwaukee's head coach mike budenholzer following game number one in the injury to his star Giannis antetokounmpo had to leave early on in the opening half against Miami, as the Bucks lose game number one on their home floor, 130-117. Now, Milwaukee DRS was booked as a nine-point favorite pregame. Jimmy Butler was sensational. Credit to the Heat. But DRS, how are you evaluating game number one between Milwaukee and Miami? An aberration because Giannis was injured early on in the game? Or is it an indication of what is going to happen the rest of this series? I don't think it's an indication of what's going to happen the rest of the series. I do think, even though I have Phoenix to win the title as my as my futures bet, I do think the Milwaukee Bucks overall are the best team. They just weren't priced accordingly where I'm like, okay, for three months, I'm going to hold out for like a ticket under three to one for a future where they have to go yeah. through the Celtics and then a team in the West. I wasn't going to do that. But getting to the Bucks themselves you sort of feel a little bit bad for the Miami Heat because you need breaks to go your way in a series, specifically when you are coming in as the prohibited underdog like the Miami Heat are. Giannis goes down. We don't know if the time if he's going to be out for the series, a fractured back, and he's not going to return. But the worst-case scenario happened where you're playing good basketball. Tyler Hero at the end of the half has announced that he is not going to play because he broke his hand, and now he's going to be out for the remainder of the play or the playoffs, I should say. Now, looking from a Bucks perspective, you'd say, okay, we're down 0-1. It looks like Giannis doesn't really have that tough of an injury to get through. Now, granted, we don't know if it's a bone bruise at this point. He's going to get reevaluated, but no broken bones in the back on the scan. We think he's going to be back sooner than later. If I'm looking from a right. Bucks perspective, I'm not panicked at all, Ben, to be honest, because yeah. I expect even if Giannis doesn't play in game two, the Bucks probably are going to beat the Miami Heat, but the Heat got what they wanted in a 1-1 split back to South Florida. But for myself, I'm not panicking one bit here on the Milwaukee Bucks being down 0-1 in this series. Giannis has some time, DRS, to recover. Game number two is yeah. not until Wednesday evening. And with Milwaukee now a minus 230 favorite only to win this series outright, maybe the odds overreacting where you can find some value on the Bucks at this point. Donnie, I would say that entering game number two, Giannis or not, 
Milwaukee's probably will still be priced as the favorite to win game number two. But in the Eastern Conference, things look a little bit different. Giannis only playing 11 minutes yesterday, recording just six points. Jimmy Butler was sensational, DRS. 35 points, 11 dimes, and five rebounds. He had 14 points in that first quarter. Milwaukee held a 14-point lead early on in the first quarter as well. But we do see a change, DRS, in the overall odds to win the Eastern Conference crown. Milwaukee entered as the short favorite. Now they're 20 cents behind the Boston Celtics. The C's a plus 125 number as the favorites to win the East. So, DRS, you just mentioned you're not overly concerned if you are Milwaukee's side of things. How do you evaluate the Eastern Conference at this moment following game number one of every playoff series? Yeah, we're going to get a lot of movement here throughout the playoffs. Because in like the regular season, Ben, you always say you get a lot of movement in the beginning of the season. You get that, you know, malaise from December, January, and February. And then things ramp up again. Well, the playoffs really are a sprint here. And if we're just taking a look at one game overreactions, oh my goodness. The Bucks are down 0-1. We don't know how long Giannis is going to be out. Do they even make it out of the first round? And vice versa, the Celtics just absolutely beat down the Atlanta Hawks. And everything looks as good as planned. So I'm not surprised right now. Because if you were looking at the Eastern Conference, they're really was a 1A and a 1B and the only reason why the Bucks are the 1A is because they have home court advantage. Now if they struggle or this is one of those injuries where hey you know what we have to manage Giannis throughout the remainder of the playoffs because after the season is done he might have to get surgery or something like that happens enough where he can play but still might be a little bit of damaged goods. I don't mind the Celtics moving to the favor because why? They're a really good yeah. basketball team. They're not injured and they played well and they're up 1-0 not down 0-1 with their superstar player. Questionable let's just say for game two Boston and Philly cruise to a game none game one victory on Saturday we'll get to that in just a moment but DRS the path still a lot more difficult for that side of the Eastern Conference than Milwaukee as the number one overall seed we saw upsets yesterday the Bucks losing to the Heat we saw an upset also on Saturday evening the New York Knicks Go on the road to the land in Cleveland and knock off the Cleveland Cavaliers. 101-97, the Knicks winning outright as a five-and-a-half-point underdog. New York this year, DRS, is 22-20 and 20 straight up as an underdog. They are one of two teams in the association alongside the Boston Celtics that have a winning record as an underdog this year. So, Donnie, should we be surprised? by New York winning as an underdog where they might be priced for some of this series. Surprise, no, because the Knicks are a good NBA team and the Cleveland Cavaliers certainly are in that slot where they deserve here, not in the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. But the one question mark, Ben, coming into the series was, what were we getting out of Julius Randle? Because as we know, as a big guy, if you miss a couple weeks, it's not so much that, sure, I'll go back on the court and start knocking down three-point shots. It's, what is your cardio going to be like? 34 minutes he played in that game. Wasn't really efficient, 7 of 20 from the field, 3 of 10 from three-point range, but still chipped in with 19 points. You expect yeah. Randle to get better as the series moves on so if you're from a Knicks perspective you're feeling kind of good you guys didn't play your a game in this one barely got over the century mark and still were able to come away with a victory yeah. for one of the better home teams in the NBA so if you're looking at a win from a Knicks perspective you might think it's ugly but they'll take that as if that was a Picasso going on the road unsure of Julius Randle and coming away with the win so no matter what happens they go back to the garden at least with a split mission accomplished
That's Tom Thibodeau basketball, baby. You hold your opponent to under 100 points in a mm -hmm. playoff game. It doesn't matter if you only score 101. But it was Jalen Brunson, the newly acquired Nick this past offseason, that led the way for New York, 27 points. And although Donovan Mitchell had 38 on the other side for Cleveland, it's Brunson and the Knicks DRS that take the game one advantage. Do you think this is going to be the story throughout the series? Because Knicks fans wanted Donovan Mitchell this summer. They didn't get him. He goes to Cleveland. Instead, they sign Jalen Brunson. DRS, how much will you follow this narrative throughout this opening round playoff series between Cleveland and New York? Yeah, it's interesting, too, because when you take a look when the Atlanta Hawks would come into Madison Square Garden, they hate the amount of vitriol that those Knicks fans have against him. It's so much fun to play out. But it's almost like I don't think they really have that hate for Donovan Mitchell because they wanted him so no. badly here, and he just didn't come. But you ended up with Jalen Brunson, who, again, is a perfect match for the New York Knicks and has played sensational all the way through. And even in his limited minutes in the playoffs with the Dallas Mavericks, showed that even without Luka, he can win games. That was a great performance at him. But the one thing that we do know, heading back to the Mecca, we don't know if it's going to be 0-2 or 1-1 at that point. Donovan yeah. Mitchell's usage rate is going to be flying high. He shot 30 times yesterday, 6 of 16 for three-point range, 38 points. But it seems like if you're Tibbs in the Knicks, you go, okay, we'll let Donovan Mitchell yeah. get his 40, and we can still win the basketball game. That's got to be good for the Knicks moving forward. The Cavs were booked as a 5.5-point favorite for game number one, a 5-point favorite DRS tomorrow night mm -hmm. for game number two yeah. you can see though the knicks are now the favorites to win this series is this an overreaction following just one game no i don't think it is because in the nba you have to protect your home court that's key and also we're looking at the next game as if it's going to be a 1-1 split going back to the garden it could very easily be yeah. the knicks 2-0 heading back to new york city but the knicks certainly have stolen home court advantages up to them to uphold it once they get back to the garden but i'm not surprised at that odd swing that's what happens when you go on the road and win the first game you already have yeah. your mission accomplished in the bag with a chance to go up 2-0 before heading home so two upsets in the Eastern Conference. The Heat winning game number one in Milwaukee. The Knicks winning game number one in Cleveland on Saturday. Elsewhere on Saturday in the East, anything but upsets. The Celtics hammer the Atlanta Hawks at home, 112.99. Sure, it's only a 13-point win. They still covered as a nine-point favorite. But DRS Boston was up by 30 at the halftime break. They scored 45 points in that second quarter DRS what do you make of this series between Atlanta and Boston how long is it going to continue to go it's going to be short unless Trey Young comes out and his beast Trey Young which means it's 30 plus points here 10 plus assists single-handedly keeping them in the game because even DeJounta Murray who ended up with 24 points eight rebounds and six assists wasn't all that efficient what do you have 24 shots I think and then 25 total points you can't have that at mm -hmm. that point here was 25 shots and 24 points they need to be ultra efficient but then again the Celtics are just a machine right now. We're not going to be surprised if the Celtics do sweep the Hawks, but you just need something out of your superstars, Ben, right? Trey Young is going yeah. to have one of those games where he's shooting from the logo and knocking down triples. That's really what they need to be competitive. Game number two in the other Eastern Conference playoff series we have not hit on at this point. But here we go. The city of brotherly love not far away from DRS in Philadelphia. The 76ers, a 10-point favorite against Brooklyn. Philly took Oof. game number one on Saturday afternoon by 20 points. DRS, do you expect much of the same for game number two? 
It feels like it, a double-digit line for the Sixers, who we know are a very good home team. But in the playoffs, yeah. things are supposed to be tighter. But did anybody watch game one and go, ooh, the Sixers minus 10 feels like it's a lot? No. It almost feels like a bargain. It's when I would be surprised if the Nets were hanging around in that 10-point mark with two or three minutes to go. The Sixers are probably going to roll again tonight. 32.5 is the points prop for Joel Embiid. 20.5 is the number for the Beard in James Harden. Both Really good on Saturday against Brooklyn. 26 points for JoJo. Only five boards, but James Harden, 23 points and 13 dimes in a double-double effort. DRS, like you mentioned, 10 points might seem like a lot, and double digits certainly is. But Philadelphia this year, as a home favorite, 21-15-1 against mm. the number. Donnie, enjoy everything around the association on Let's this Monday. We appreciate your time, as always. Next... It's the coach, James Young, joins us live right here on The Morning App. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. of the NBA playoffs. Game number ones all across the eight series have now come to a close. A doubleheader of game number twos tonight as we continue to dive through around the association. When it's the postseason, when it's playoff time, who do you need live right here on a Monday morning on the morning after on SportsGrid? A coach, our coach, Coach James Young. JY now here in the fold to steer the ship of where we need to go around these playoffs in the NBA. JY, your scouting report on this Monday is vitally needed. We appreciate your time here on the morning after. Good to be on with you, Ben. Big weekend in the NBA. Some things we expected, some things not so much. But that's the great thing about the NBA playoffs. We talked about it. It's going to be crazy like March Madness. Like March Madness yeah. is now in April. Certainly the upset-minded Western Conference where everything has been up in the air and jumbled all year long, DRA, or JY, excuse me. We saw that yesterday. The story of Sunday, really, JY, when you think about it, injuries and upsets. We saw that in Phoenix as well. We got the update entering game number one. The Clippers most likely without Paul George for the entirety of this round one series against the Phoenix Suns. But despite that, Kawhi Leonard goes out and puts up 38 points. And L.A. wins outright in the Valley, J.Y., 115-110 as a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. J.Y., what stood out to you most about the Clippers' upset yesterday in Phoenix? Just the way that they punched back. You know, they had the lead in the first half, you know, obviously, Ben, and then have the lead taken away and be down seven in the third quarter. You would think that's doom and gloom time, especially as Kevin Durant got off to a slow start and started to get going. And Kevin Durant was everything as we anticipated, one rebound short of a triple-double. But it was a couple of things. It was, one, the claw is back. I mean, he was absolutely phenomenal with 38 points. But to me, this was won by the bench play. Look at the plus-minuses from the mm. bench of the Clippers. Plumley 7-11, plus 16. Bones Highland, plus 13. Trey Mann, really active offensively, defensively, 10 points plus 13. Norman Powell, 14 plus uh, points plus 11. 
everybody on this yeah. on the bench had a plus for the Clippers. Everybody on the Suns off the bench had a minus. And that's one thing that we get nervous about, Ben, when we talk about the Suns, is they right. are top heavy. So that means they may get outscored with their bench, but their starters have to do what uh, better, particularly even though he had 18 and 8. I did not like what I saw out of DeAndre Ayton early. I thought Ivanka Zubak took it to him early and often. I think Zubak may have had a double-double in the first half. They need him to get up to a better start DeAndre Ayton because he's got to establish low-post play. JY, the storyline after the Kevin Durant trade with Phoenix sending so much to Brooklyn was where's the depth now for the Suns? Only 10 combined bench points for the Suns yesterday against the Clippers despite... 27 for KD despite an 8 and 0 start with Kevin Durant in the lineup. We'll see how they figure it out for game number two. JY Phoenix entered the NBA playoffs as the favorite to win the Western Conference, a plus 190 number. They remain the favorites to win the West, but back by 30 cents, now plus 220, even despite that opening game loss to the LA Clippers. JY, it's been up in the air all season long you mentioned how it might resemble march madness how do you feel about the western conference following this opening weekend what you mean what i what i think it's madness i mean it, it, it's pure madness what went on if you if we go back and we'll talk about all the other games you could have three d series i mean you could have all four if a certain team that played late night shows up for game two you could have all four series legitimately at one what you know we talk mm. about the playoffs don't start until the road win road team gets a win we could have yep. all four teams with a road win most difficult one obviously will be minnesota but i think you're going to see balance you're going to see the depth of the west which means you should see long series phoenix still a seven and a half point favorite tomorrow night at home in the desert for game number two against the clippers an upset for that la team on the road in the valley an upset for the other la team the lakers on the road in memphis la wins outright by 16 points as a four point underdog jy what was the story for you rudy hachimura or austin reeves or both for la i mean i would say more rui now, you got to give Austin Reeves his bouquet of flowers because he's been great. Now there's talking about some Utah executive I saw yesterday saying that he can get $100 million over four years. Go, go get that check, brother. I ain't one to stop you. But it's Rui Hachimura and his 29 points and six rebounds and shooting five out of six from three. This is where they got Rui. Rui's been an enigma, but let's be honest, Ben. The kid has shown flashes since coming out of college that he could be a prolific scorer. So now when you look at this, you get four guys that get to double to 20 or more points, and D'Lo gets 19. So now you look at LeBron saying, oh, I don't need you to get 30, 35 points for us to win. I don't need anything to get us 30 points to win. We can show our depth and our balance as a team that could help us out. So I think that's something to behold of what they're doing. Now, listen, the game was a little bit closer than that 16-point win that they had. But you have to think, this is a huge must-win game for the Grizzlies because I don't see any team losing the first two 
at home and then gonna have to win four out of five, three on the road to win a, uh, a series. So really big game number two for Memphis, but they're not gonna yeah. be going in there healthy. Game number two for Memphis features the Grizzlies on Wednesday as just a slight two-point favorite. JY, you mentioned it felt closer than that 16-point margin in favor of L.A. At the end, it was only a four-point game around the six-minute mark when John Morant drive the, drove the lane. He goes up, he comes down, and he braces his fall with his right hand. He left the game and did not return. Here's the update following that game one loss for Memphis from their head coach, Taylor Jenkins. He's in some pain. Uh, you know, it's a tough fall there. X-rays were negative. Uh, more evaluation for the next two days before game two. Told the guys, hey, we talked about this before. Um, you know, uh, the playoffs started at the beginning of the week. It's first to four. It's one game at a time. You know, we've shown a lot of resiliency in previous playoffs uh, throughout the season. It's got to focus on that. Come out. Just continue to put our work in each day. 18 points in 30 minutes last night for Jaw. Again, L.A. was only up by four, 105-101, when Jaw Morant exited the game under six minutes remaining. And because of the victory, J.Y., and L.A. winning on the road, a road team getting this playoff series started, the Lakers now a minus 250 favorite outright to win this opening round series against the Memphis Grizzlies. J.Y., what do you think the forecast is for the rest of this series between Memphis and L.A. with Morant's status very up in the air? If it's L.A., it's bright lights, it's sunshine, it's gumdrops and lollipops. If it's Memphis, it may be a little bit of doom and gloom. But here's where Memphis can show their mettle. I am looking right now at Tyus Jones, who I think is mm. uh, the best backup point guard in the NBA and has shown it in spots. You can talk about that jaw went down, but let's be honest. Jaw did also play 30 minutes and had two assists. That has always been my problem with Ja. I need him to right. get more guys involved. If you look at Jones, he had three assists in 25 minutes. He's got to get better. He's got to get more guys involved offensively. And you got to get more out of Xavier Tillman. I said going into this series, losing the likes of Steven Adams and Brandon Clark are going to be absolutely huge in regards to rim protection, JJ Triple yeah. J did great with 31 points, but only had five rebounds. They're gonna miss these two. Jackson on the boards and Tillman with his overall play, and of course Trajan spraying the ball around. Those three have to step up if we are gonna see a win from Memphis. A key win it would be in game number two. Tyus Jones did play 25 minutes off the bench for the Grizz yesterday. Nine points, three assists. We'll see what the path is for Memphis in game number two. Not until Wednesday. Memphis currently a two-point favorite. Some time for John Morant. Some time for Giannis Antetokounmpo as well, JY. Injured in that opening half yesterday against Miami. The Bucks in the heat. They have game number two on Wednesday evening as it stands currently jy milwaukee going down by 13 points in game number one where is your concern level around the bucks knowing that Giannis's health is a little bit up in the air at this moment it's it's not there yet okay mm. it, it, it's not there yet because i i think this is a team that can show their championship medal and easily win game or to listen 
a lot of things went right for Miami besides Tyler Hero getting hurt. You got to look at the 35 out of Jimmy Butler. Obviously, Bam was huge in the second half uh, at 22. Kevin Love, 18. Martin, 15. They got big performances out of their team as they switched around the starting lineup a little bit. Now, for me, my concern with Milwaukee is not so much with Giannis. It's with Budenholzer. Here's why. I don't think there are series where you got to come out of what you do. This is one of them. Brooke Lopez is not a good matchup for the two Miami centers of Bam Adebayo and Kevin Love. Why? Their ability to stretch the defense and be to shoot the ball from 15 feet for Bam, three-point line for Kevin Love. We know about the drop coverage of Brooke Lopez. I'm curious to see, will they be willing to match up with Miami and go with Bobby Portis as a five for more and then go with a four-guard alignment to combat the small ball that Miami played. They have to adjust, but it's been known, Ben, to stick to what he does. When the playoffs come, you throw all that junk out the window. You try to get wins. It doesn't matter what happens in the 82 games. It's what happens for the first four wins for either team. Bud's got to adjust his lineup a little bit. And that's why we appreciate the insight, the scouting report from our coach, diving in to what might the adjustment be for game number two. The Celtics now the favorites in the East. The favorites by 50 cents, plus 270, in front of Milwaukee, plus 320, to win the Larry O'Brien Trophy at the end of this NBA postseason. JY, a doubleheader of game number twos tonight. First up in Philly, the Sixers a 10-point favorite against the Brooklyn Nets. The nightcap in Sacramento, the Kings and the Warriors. JY, as we focus on that game quickly here, Sacramento wins game number one as a slight favorite. Now entering game number two, they're a slight underdog. So, JY, is the right team favored tonight between the Warriors and the Kings? Yes, but I think Golden State mm. gets it done tonight. And let's be honest. Let me just get off, get off this off my chest. Why are you throwing out my man E40? Yeah, you throw E40 out the game? I mean, what you doing to E? This, this is a staple of the bank. He wears King stuff. He wears Warrior stuff. We know. Tell me where to go. Not tell me where to go. Tell me where to go. I'm oh, sorry. I'm getting my rap. We got the Warriors with the win. 1-1 one, one going back. You know how we do. I'm straight. Oh, I, don't, I don't even know if I got to hit. He's just going to take it out. Fade away. We'll come back in a minute. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning app. We round out our number one of this Monday show live right here on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. SportsGrid.com slash watch as well for every destination where you want to consume the grid and get smarter on SportsGrid. Speaking of places to get smarter, the new SportsGrid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app is now available in the Apple app store you want to dive into your phone you want the insights that maybe you could get right here on the show but with you wherever you go 
That's the Sports Grid app. Insights, a complete data set of the best bets, the lines to monitor for your favorite teams. There is literally an option to follow your favorite teams or sports or leagues and all of the options available for you, the insight, the info you need right then in there at the Sports Grid app. Again, now available in the Apple app store. As we round out this opening hour, part of the insights we love on this show, hearing from you. So from the upsets we saw yesterday on the opening weekend of the NBA playoffs, which stood out the most? That was the question and fade the public. At SportsGrid TV on Twitter, which upset yesterday was the most surprising in the NBA playoffs? The Lakers on the road over the Memphis Grizzlies. The 8th seed, Miami Heat, pulling off a stunner in Milwaukee, albeit with Giannis Antetokounmpo on the sideline. Or the LA Clippers going into Phoenix and knocking off the Western Conference favorites, the Phoenix Suns. Most people going with the Miami Heat over the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously the biggest difference in seed, and it was the largest spread in favor of the Bucks yesterday. A nine and a half point number, but the Clippers were the team that was not at full strength. No Paul George yesterday for LA. Phoenix played pretty well, 27, 27 from KD, 26 from Devin Booker, and the Clippers went outright as a seven and a half point underdog. Hour number two of the morning after, live on this Monday is up next.